Hey everybody, Chris Truder here, leading communications and medical device expert in Japan. Welcome to episode nine of the Medical Device English Podcast. Today, I'm very happy and excited to interview one of my best friends way back from high school, Eric Krukenberg. He is the lodge owner of Backcountry Lodge, Hakuba, and uh, Anyway, without further ado, let me go into the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to interview one of my closest friends, Eric Krukenberg. He is the owner and manager of one of the top bed and breakfast lodges in Hakuba, Japan, home of the 1998 Winter Olympics and world-renowned ski destination, Backcountry Lodge Hakuba was ranked number six out of 757 recommended accommodations in Hakuba by TripAdvisor. Eric grew up in Deer Lodge, Montana and first came to Japan in the 1990s. He has been an English teacher, missionary, wedding minister, and of course, for the last five years, ski lodge owner in Hakuba. Eric, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm honored. So what, we'll start off, what first brought you to Japan? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Long time well, ago. Well, we have to fill in the gaps, but yeah, we attended high school together uh, in the uh, late 80s. I, after high school, I had heard you were in Japan. Uh, I was looking for something to do, and, uh, and you invited me out. Um, Changed my life, obviously. Now, <laughs> now going on twenty plus years, never expected to uh, spend most of my adult life here in Japan, but continue to love it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, so you would say you have a an adventurous spirit. Definitely, um, I think. Yeah, that's the way I'm wired. Um, uh, I've been, <laughs> I would say I've been blessed in that I can say that I've really never had a real job. Um, <laughs> you went through some of the, some of the things I've done, but I mean, in terms of a nine to five working for a corporation, um, and even as a high school student or early, you know, early at an early age, uh, you know, there was a realization that, uh, that's not really what I wanted to do with my life. I really mm. wanted to get out and see the world. Um, I valued experience over uh, possessions, meaning I wanted to get out and experience things rather than have the home and the white picket fence and, you know, the nice car in the driveway. Um, so definitely fueled by adventure and new experiences, meeting people. Cool. So what, tell me, what was your motivation to start this uh, bed and breakfast back lodge or back country lodge? Well, I think yeah, I think it ties into uh, what we just talked about. I think it's a it's a personality thing. It's a gifting thing. Um, uh, I had previously lived in Hawaii and I was doing freelance weddings there. So I was pretty much self-employed. Uh, I didn't start a company per se, but um, I was contracting with Japanese wedding companies to to uh, officiate Japanese weddings in Hawaii. Um, but I could pick and choose which companies I worked for. I had complete control over my schedule. Um, you know, I was generally my own boss, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, 
I ended up uh, working for a large Japanese wedding company here in Japan. Um, and that was the longest position I ever held. And it's actually the longest place or the longest I've lived in one place in all my life, uh, 12 years in Fukuoka. Um, but I, there was a, a vision, I mean, a seed planted while we were living in Hawaii. When you live in Hawaii, it seems like you always have someone sleeping on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my wife is Japanese. We'd have her friends and family visiting from Japan. Um, I have my friends and family visiting from the mainland U.S. Um, we weren't getting paid to do it, obviously, but we were kind of running an accommodation business without okay. <laughs> knowing it. Um, so the seed was planted there and just the realization that, you know, we're both gifted in hospitality and we enjoy meeting new people. Um, after doing weddings for 12 years in Fukuoka, I think I was ready for a change. Um, so I was just, um, there was a vision there. There was, again, just the realization of, of what our natural giftings are and what we enjoy doing. Um, and that kind of started the search for the right location to, to launch the business, start the lodge. So is a backcountry lodge, Hakuba, your, your first business that you've started? Yeah, I would say, as, like I said, when I was doing weddings, it was freelance. So it was more, you know, just independent contractor type of arrangement. Um, the lodge now is, you know, obviously a fixed business. Um, we have the lodge itself, the building, uh, building up a customer base. Um, but yeah, this would be our first business venture. Okay. So what, what were some of your biggest challenges uh, starting your own business? I think the biggest challenge for anybody is that first step. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Believing in your vision, believing in the, the business, believing in yourself um, and, and making the leap uh, because we're an accommodation business, obviously it involves purchasing a building. So there was a lot of uh, upfront um, expenditures, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of money going out before any money was coming in. <laughs> um, so being able to, to deal with that, handle that risk per se. Um, and there was, a, there, you know, uh, there were, there were naysayers as well. Um, sure. You know, uh, people that didn't believe a, a B and B would work, um, you know, just, um, but yeah, I would say initially it was just, you know, we bought an older lodge that required renovations. And, and so a lot of time, energy, money went into just renovating. So that's even before we've had anybody stay with us, like I said, before yeah. we were generating any income. Um, so I would say, you know, taking that first initial leap and then it was just the small steps, taking, you know, keeping the feet moving and moving forward. Um, the renovation project was pretty extensive and that was a bit overwhelming at times, um, Yeah, but we had some good local advice. Um, and that was basically take it a room at a time. Um, if you look at the whole lodge, you know, everything that needs to be done, it's going to be overwhelming and you won't know where to start. <laughs> but, um, if you choose one room, you know, a guest room or the dining room, whatever, uh, if you choose one room, focus on that room and then see how it transforms and changes and, and gets, you know, close to closer to what you envision that will encourage you to, you know, take on the next project. So that's kind of the way we approached it. 
you know, for the first season was we'll get four guest rooms done and the common areas, dining room. We have a fireplace lounge area. Uh, the areas that the guests would see and use, we'll focus on those areas. And then uh, every year since, you know, we've had some kind of renovation project that we, you know, scratch off our list. So it's just tackling things one at, one at a time, step by step. Yeah, it's a very beautiful lodge. You guys have done a great job. I, you know, for the listeners out there, I've stayed there several times. It's very nice, very hospitable, amazing place. Um, so what, what advice would you give someone probably, you know, living in Japan, they're thinking about leaving their job and starting their own business. What, what advice would you give them? <laughs> well, I want to say just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, like Any I said, practical I practical advice. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said there were a lot of upfront costs. So, well, I, I, and it depends on what business you're starting. Of course. Uh, like I said, for us, accommodation provider, uh, there was a lot of upfront cost in terms of buying the building and then the renovations, as I mentioned, um, but I think, you know, the biggest obstacle that we all face is, is leaving that blanket of security, that sure, you know, uh, <laughs> leaving our, you know, our comfortable, you know, the comfort zone. Um, so that, you know, that is going to be the biggest challenge. Uh, you know, they say there are no guarantees in life, but the one guarantee is if you don't do it, nothing will change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So practically, though, I mean, I think you you do have to have a clear vision of what yeah. it is you want to accomplish. What are your goals? Um, I think you need to know yourself. I talked a little bit about, you know, knowing your talents, your gifting, yeah. um, your personality, the way you're wired. Um, you know, for example, I, I, I know you have a lot of uh, English teachers listening. You know, if you're an educator, if you teach English you know, it's not like you're selling a computer to somebody or a, a product per se. Um, you're selling yourself, your ability to teach. Um, so I think it's, you know, knowing what it is you want to accomplish. What, what uh, type of English school do you want to start? Who is your target market? You know, are you going to teach kids? Are you going to teach professionals? Are you going to teach housewives? Um, and then, you know, and then having a passion about teaching, you know, I have a passion about hospitality, a passion about travel, meeting other people, meeting mm -hmm. new people. Um, so I think for educators, um, you've got to have a passion about teaching and, and, uh, and again about people. So I would say, yeah, know yourself and know what it is you want to accomplish and then start taking the steps to, to reach those goals. Cool. Now, did, did you ever think about giving up over these past five years and getting a quote unquote real job going back to the comfort zone, as you say? Yeah, honestly, uh, there's been challenges. We're obviously doing this interview during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's that going? <laughs> and the pandemic has obviously had a huge impact on our bottom line on travel, uh, international travel, of course, mm -hmm. but even domestic travel as well. Um, so the lodge was closed for three months this year, uh, April, May, and June of 2020. 
Uh, we missed out on the golden week period, mm. which in Japan, you know, is, is a huge uh, travel period domestically. Um, so, you know, uh, we had projects around the lodge to keep us busy, but definitely, you know, three months without any guests, meaning three months without any income. Um, you know, there were those days that, wow, if I was at my old job, I wouldn't be worried about, you know, where the money's coming from, you know, I'd be getting paid even if I wasn't doing any weddings, <laughs> um, cause it was in my contract. Right. Um, I don't know how serious it was in terms of, I think we should <laughs> pack up and leave, go back. But there were definitely days where, yeah. you know, you, you start thinking, are we going to be okay? Um, yeah. Um, and fortunately now we're seeing, you know, guests come back um, mm. and holding on to the hope that, you know, eventually the pandemic will pass and, and life will get back to somewhat normal. Um, but all in all, I would say, you know, we've really enjoyed the experience, very challenging. Uh, but, um, you know, I guess being the masters of our own destiny, <laughs> in a sense, um, being in control of the schedule and, and doing it for ourselves um, motivates us to keep moving forward. Cool. Well, did you ever you know, doing this business, cause it's a lot of work. Did you ever feel alone? Um, you know, we've been fortunate. I mean, we have an amazing family, amazing friends, um, a lot of support there. They're not here on the ground with us per se. Um, no formal coaches or mentors, uh, but um, there is a, an amazing expat community here. I mean, a uh, uh, year-round community of foreigners, mostly Australians here in, in Hakaba. And we were really surprised by how much support and encouragement we received, even from other lodge owners. You know, you would think we're the competition, um, but uh, the people here have been very welcoming, um, a lot of good practical advice offered. And of course, you know, initially, you know, who's a good local plumber, who's a good local electrician, you know, those are things you don't know, but, um, everyone was always, you know, happy mm. to recommend somebody and offer advice. And, um, and then, you know, I'm doing my business with my wife. So my, so sure. my wife is my partner. So, you know, there was always the partnership. Um, yeah. And, uh, and like I said, we've just been really encouraged by the people around us. Well, you kind of answered my next question. It was, do you have a support system, like a coach or mentor to help you? And you said you don't have like a official coach or mentor, but, but you, you do have a support system, as you said. So would you yeah. say that's really important for your success? It is. And, you know, and again, and it, and it is tied to having, you know, the, the family and friends aspect as well. You know, uh, we've come in contact with local people that, you know, are friends of friends type of thing. Um, so it's always nice to have that recommendation or connection, even though you're meeting this person for the first time, if it's somebody um, that, you know, you know, has recommended this person. There's a, there's definitely a level of comfort and, um, and security there. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, from contractors, we had an amazing Japanese contractor come in initially, basically one guy, and I was working as his assistant. Um, so with his help and advice, um, in terms of tackling the renovations, um, I mentioned, uh, it was, he's actually a British guy that gave me the advice about taking on one room at a time. Um, that advice turned okay. out to be really valuable. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, yeah, I mean, other lodge owners here who have been, you know, have been in the business before us offering a lot of practical advice. So yeah, there is definitely a, a good support system and there are people that I can go to when I need help. Cool. And then, okay. So this is my last question <laughs> and then I'll give you a chance to uh, uh, promote your business a little bit, but the last question is, so, you know, you've shared a lot of great stuff, but I want to know what has kept you going to not give up. Wow. <laughs> um, I guess it's a sink or swim type of situation. You know, we've, <laughs> we've, we've fully committed ourselves to this. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things, you know, uh, again, belief in the vision, belief, okay. yeah. belief in ourselves. Um, the small milestones, I think, you know, like during the pandemic, during challenging times, I think it's nice and important to be able to look back and see your success. Um, so I can sit here and look around the lodge and remember what it was like when we first bought it and, yeah. and see how it's changed. You know, um, we've been very fortunate with a lot of positive guest reviews. So uh, those reviews offer a lot of encouragement and support mm. uh, to keep us going. Um, we've been blessed with a lot of repeat uh, customers, repeat guests. So, uh, uh, building those relationships, you know, they're not guests anymore. They're friends and, and often they feel like family. Um, and those people and their love for the lodge and what we're doing here, that encourages us to keep going forward. Um, um, so yeah, I think it comes down again to, you know, you, you believe in the vision, you believe in, uh, yourself. Um, and you get encouraged along the way when you start to lose that belief. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Great advice because I, I forget, I forget the, the, the percentages, but you know, a lot of new businesses usually fail in the first year and you, you're at year five. So you're doing, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You have a great, like I said, you know, a great, a great bed and breakfast. Great atmosphere great lodge well i appreciate that you know we really enjoy what we're doing here um we feel blessed to be living where we do you know hakaba is is an amazing uh japanese village at the base mm. of the japanese alps you know um a lot of people uh, don't realize just how beautiful japan is once you get out of sight the outside yeah. the city um their image is is tokyo right but, um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing here year round. Uh, most people come here for the skiing. You mentioned that Hakaba hosted the 1998 winter Olympics, the downhill skiing events, uh, ski jumping, uh, the other events were spread throughout Nagano. Um, 
So most people come here for the skiing, amazing snow, awesome resorts. Um, but, you know, the green season is, is beautiful, uh, not quite as hot and humid as the big cities in Japan. Uh, mountain biking has really taken off here. So we're seeing a lot of mountain bikers come up during summer. Um, there's rivers, there's lakes, paragliding hiking, um, series of mountain huts along the Japanese Alps. You could stay on top of the mountains for a week if you wanted, not come down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, to be able to live here full time, uh, enjoy each season that, you know, Hakuba has to offer, uh, to meet people from around the world. Um, you know, it's, it's been an incredible experience for us. And like I said, we, we love hosting people. We love meeting new people and, and it's giving us the opportunity to kind of travel the globe without leaving the lodge. Cool. So I'm going to wrap it up here soon, but, uh, how can the listeners find you? What, uh, how can they you have a website? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, it's backcountry lodge Hakaba. Um, we do have a website. Um, it's backcountry hyphen Hakaba.com all lowercase. Um, just do a Google search for us. We are listed on booking.com Expedia, um, TripAdvisor. Um, so we're fairly easy to find um, for reservations. Uh, you can give us a call direct, send us an email or use one of the online booking engines like booking.com. Uh, if you're living in Japan now, you can take advantage of the go to yeah. travel campaign campaign <laughs> yeah. that, ex that extends uh, through the end of January. Um, uh, so we're offering 35% off our standard room rates um, throughout peak winter season. Um, so it's an amazing opportunity to travel in Japan if you're here. Um, and again, uh, once the pandemic settles down, you know, um, all four seasons in Hakuba, there's something to do, something to see. It's an amazing place. And you're pet friendly, right? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, we have a golden retriever here. Um, she's part of the staff, uh, <laughs> the favorite, the, the, the most popular That's why people come back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody comes back to see Hime, the golden retriever. Um, and we are pet friendly, um, meaning uh, you're welcome to bring your dog. The dog can stay in the room with you. Um, Pretty much anywhere in the lodge, uh, you can bring the dog. Um, and then amazing place to walk the dog, play with the dog. Yeah. So we welcome people and dogs as well. Awesome. Well, Eric, it's been such a joy talking with you, learning more about your lodge. And I, I uh, wish you the best of success and happiness in your business. Thank you so much. Again, I enjoyed it real pleasure and an honor and and uh to all your listeners as you're thinking about going out there and starting something new um just do it 